Alright, alright, alright. So so we in here. Um a lot of great things going down, man. Uh shout out to Thanos out here crushing y'all people's souls. I ain't seen the movie yet. I already know what happened. I, don't, I mean, I don't really count. Spoilers don't really affect me, but got Fly Hobo on here and he saw the, the Avengers movie and he's he's really loving well, I don't know if did, did you love the ending or Man, the ending had me blown, but I was like, that was, they were bold for doing it. So, it was, I wasn't expecting none of that shit to happen. Well, you know Marvel ain't gonna let, ain't gonna let people go into a depression this summer, so. I mean, yeah, now, but they set it up perfectly. Now that we gotta wait a whole nother year to see what happens after, after the Infinity War, so. Shit, they know what they was doing. But, uh. Thanos just looked like that guy, man. He just looked like that guy. Man, he is that guy, apparently. That nigga gives not a single fuck. What's his uh what's his power? I, I remember him briefly in the first Guardian of the Galaxy movie. Cause that's what's McCall's daughter. Uh Yeah, it's uh Gamora's stepdaughter and Nebula's actual. Oh, it's Gamora's stepfather and uh, Nebula's actual father. Yeah, and, and Nebula—that's her—that's his favorite daughter. Uh, well, Gamora is Nebula's the one. He—I mean, in the movie, he like literally takes her apart. That's why she looks like that because he kept fucking her because she wasn't as strong as Gamora. Wait, wait, which one is which? Which which one? The uh... Gamora is the green one. Okay, yeah, that's our girl. That's our whatever. Yeah, is. I forgot her name. Well, we know who she is. Zoe Saldana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll eventually see it. I never really, I, I, I strayed away just trying to go to opening scenes of the movie and shit. But, uh. That'd be the most lit time, bro. Man, down here in Atlanta, niggas be acting too ignorant, bro. See, you in D.C., the white people actually be quiet and listen to the movie. I mean, I, I think you forgot DC has quite a few niggas of their own. But, <laughs> but nah, like, fuck that. We go to the Bougie Movie Theater, so yeah, you right. And that's hard to find around here. Hey, man, it's they out there somewhere. It gotta be. Yeah. Well, there is one, but it's like in Buckhead. But it's like one of those... Uh, you ever been to one of those movie theaters where, like, you eat a dining yeah. movie? Uh, I mean, this one you can order food. They have like the table in front of you, and it's like, yeah, yeah like that's that's the joint we went to. Okay. Yeah. I never been to one because I I don't know I just don't know how that literally works. I mean, it's dope. Like the uh, you know, what I'm saying as expensive as that shit is, like of course the popcorn got to be included. But um, I mean, you can order drinks or whatever. You can order food. Just. You know what I'm saying? Recline, they give you a blanket and a pillow. I don't know why they would do that, because that just seems like niggas are gonna go to sleep, but you know. I mean, it's nice though. Like I fuck with like we fuck with it for like the big movies. But the waiter comes out there while the movie's playing, like, how can you like hear them? Like, I feel like they need to have like a text messaging, like, yo, bring me another bottle of beer or some shit like that, instead of <laughs> the waiter coming out there saying, Are you guys okay? Can I get you anything? Like, bitch, you gonna make me miss the fucking part. <laughs> I mean, they only come if you call them, so. Mm. Like, it's a little button or whatever. But, I mean, when they come up, like, they lean over. You can hear them or whatever. And 
Because, I mean, the way it is, it's not like a whole row. It's like each row, there's, like, steps on either side of, like, the seat. So, like, it's not like he has to sit standing for anybody or anything like that. It's just he comes down when you call him. And then, like, last call is, like, probably three-fourths through the movie or halfway through the movie. So, you know, you get your order and you be good. Like, normally, they want you to get your order in before the movie starts. So, like, they don't have to keep coming up and down. Man, I feel like you can only go to a dining movie if it's an action movie. Like, you couldn't go see no fucking, like, love movie. You couldn't go see Love Jones. You know what I'm saying? Order you a plate of fucking wings. Go see Love Jones. Expect to be awake. Like, I, I mean, yeah, of course not. Yeah, but like, you know what I'm saying? This movie theater is so uppity. They don't even have chicken wings, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah, they, they, they on some whole, like, uppity shit for real. Filet me on? Man, I don't know. Like, I saw, like, they had this shit. I think it was like a filet mignon slider or some shit like that. It was, like, I, I, I'm not ordering food from that. Like, I'm not trying to eat during the movie. Just give me some popcorn, maybe a beer if that's what we're doing. Or, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't even got nachos. So, you know what I'm saying? It's it's not your average movie theater, basically. Okay. But, uh,. Besides all of that, we're not here to talk about Kanye West. I think he pretty much makes a jackass of himself. We kind of know how it is. Pretty but, uh, much. Fuck that guy. Um, J. Cole, uh, Mr. Jermaine, um, I, we, I briefly talked about this with uh, Fly Hobo, man, and I, I just wanted to say that J. Cole fans and Kanye fans apparently which I'm I'm still tempted I'm still curious to see if niggas is really going to be out here burning their Yeezys. I mean y'all fucking killed LeBron when he went to Miami. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do, you know, with Kanye, but J Cole fans they're so uh pretentious. Yeah. Fucking Yeah, man. And I want to be able to like the J Cole album but not feel like I'm like a superb J Cole fan cuz I I like J Cole. But I'm not going to like say this man can walk over water and do no wrong. Yeah, that's it, man. It it'd be hard. Like certain artists' fans just make it so hard to like that artist, man. And J Cole is clearly one of them. Clearly. And you and and we talked about this uh, before. You said Drake's fans are not the same. Mm, no, because Drake fans don't look at like. Drake's fans look at Drake as, like, he makes hits, you know what I'm saying? He makes mood music or whatever. Like, Drake fans ain't really out here saying that he's the best lyricist out, you know. And, I mean, he can rap, of course, but that they're not, they're not lying to themselves that much to where they think that, oh, man, Drake is just, he's hip-hop's savior, you know what I mean? Because, like, we don't really look at him like a rapper. Honestly, I mean, we look at him as more of a, pop star you know what i mean like he's bigger than just rap though so but when like, people put him in a top five it's just top five as in just just man like, you like you know people putting him in the top five of rappers <laughs> that, I've, we, I've seen it before yeah yeah i mean that's just there's always niggas that go over the fucking line and just take it too damn far like mm-hmm. but no but, maybe not as rappers and this is what this is what the subject matter is about I think they were just doing top five, just a hip hop artist, and the criteria. I don't, I don't really know what the criteria they're judging off of because they're putting Drake in a top five, as in, you know, uh, 
um, as like influence and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, influence of shit. Your I mean, impact. He's, impact. That's yeah, right. he's impactful. He's a tastemaker. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. So people think, look at him as transcendent rap. That's the thing with him. Like, and that's why people put him in a top five. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and I and that's fair to do because obviously he's. If we're just talking about how big rappers are, he's got to be the biggest rapper we have. And I think that's where people get it fucked up at because, like you said, and this, and this is why my max my question is. The way you like your rappers is is definitely not the same than you know anybody else, which which it shouldn't be. But I feel like your criteria of a great rapper is is a little different and interesting than what other people like their like their hip hop music. Yeah, I mean, like, like especially it's an age thing. It's it's a bunch of different things. It's an age thing, and cool. you know, women tend to it's, women tend to like things differently. And I mean, like, I just, like, I grew up with rap, you know, actual lyrics and bars were the essence of it. It wasn't necessarily making a song. It was just basically, you got three 16s, I'm going to throw a hook in between there, I'm going to try to make the hook catchy, but, like, these three 16s, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit you with these bars. And it's not, it, it's not really about that with Drake, it's about him making these songs, and, I mean, look, how many of his songs, like, his hit songs where he's not even necessarily rapping, per se, you know what I mean? Like, God's plan isn't rapping. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, I guess nice for what it is, but I mean, like, look at all them just like, he has a bunch of those, so that's what I'm saying, like, I can't really, I guess he's a rapper, but, man, it's it's just weird. It's just like, he's the biggest rapper, yeah, but it's like, how do we let this dude become the biggest rapper? You know his what I mean? Last, like His last biggest song that I think he actually was rapping on was Forever. Good God, uh, is that true? Fuck, um, damn. Because on Take Care, his biggest single, uh, They Know, that one rapping. <laughs> I mean... And I love that song, but he wasn't rapping on that shit. Well, uh, I mean, I guess he gave you the verse on Marvin's Room, but yeah, that's he's just singing on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess, hell yeah, fucking right counts. Like, Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I guess if you're talking hit, though, then... Oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't big as, uh... Marvin's room and uh, um, is it called Dano? Is it called what? Dano. That's what it's called. Right? Uh, no, nah, that's headlines. Headlines, headlines. Yeah, and it wasn't as big as Take Care, like the song. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I don't look at Drake in that way, man. I just don't like. I I look at him for what he is, but I don't expect more of him than what he's given us thus far. Like, I mean, he came out with. I don't know. First of all, my my whole thing with Drake is like that that nigga makes every type of music except his own. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the nigga came out, you know what I'm saying? He made Houston music, then he made Caribbean music, then he he was from England. You know what I'm saying? Now he's trying to make New Orleans bounce music like, all right, bro, like I mean, I guess it's cool that you can be kind of a chameleon in that way, but shit, like there's no there's no baseline to him. It's not like something you hear and it's like, oh, this is a Drake thing. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? So your, your your favorite your favorite MCs, and I know a few of them. Um, they're not necessarily known for what the norm of what the typical person who loves hip hop, because a lot of people they love 
They love the punchlines. They love the bars because it's. I mean, I don't know. I I think that's also a regional thing because I don't I don't think hip hop is solely based on bars, man. Or I'm sorry, punchlines because yeah. that was the case. Like these straight punchline rappers would be the biggest rappers. Like exactly, but a lot of people they that's when that's why people like DJ Envy or people like that saying like is lyricism coming back? Is lyricism coming back? And, and granted. He is a nigga from New York, so he wants that fucking big pun, big L, you know what I'm saying, Fab Cassidy type rap. But it's not all it's not all like that. I mean, look, just enjoy niggas for who they are, man. Like, but yeah, like like being able to rap is one thing. Punchlines are just punchlines are just a facet of it. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different elements that make you a good rapper punchlines is just one of them so that's why like if there's somebody that has good punchlines but that's basically all they have like you know what i mean that that kind of makes them one-dimensional well weakness though so, like we say cassidy is a perfect example yeah like i mean what else did cassidy bring besides just punchlines you know what i'm saying like i think like to a certain point um you could put jada kiss in that realm you could put fab in that realm like they're mm-hmm. still around and they had good careers but Nobody, I mean, I guess they'll get a couple people saying that Fab and Jade are like top five or something like that. But I mean, come on, realistically. Yeah, realistically, but realistically, 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 you know, they're they're great mixtape artists. They have phenomenal mixtapes. Albums, not so much. Like Fab has like one great album to me. Well, maybe two. I'll probably say two. I like Real Talk and I like Ghetto Fabulous. That was his first. Yeah, Ghetto Fabulous was the first one. And Real like, Talk was the second, I believe. Uh, the Real, third. Street Dreams was second. Oh, yeah, yeah Street Dreams. That, that shit was garbage. Man, so, I, I'll take it even further, dog. Like, not even to say how many great albums Fabulous has, because I don't think he has any. Hmm. I, I go as far as to say is I only really enjoyed one. Like, his actual studio albums, I only enjoyed one of them. And that was Real Talk. Yes. Okay. Cause, I, dog, I listened to Ghetto Fabulous a couple months ago, and I didn't like it when it came out. I was just like, eh, this is whatever." But I actually listened to it again recently, and man, nah, that was not the motion, bro. Like, okay. not for me anyway. You know what I'm saying? I, I can still go back and listen to Jada Kiss's first album, "Kiss the Game Goodbye," and still consider that like pretty fucking good. I mean, they have dope albums. They, I wouldn't say any of them are all time greats, but. Yeah, I could definitely go back and listen to Kiss of Death, Kiss Again Goodbye, and uh, The Last Kiss. Like, those three, they had some dope moments, but then it just wasn't as cohesive, man. They Punchline artists that focus solely on punchlines, they can't really put together whole songs or whole projects. You know what I mean? It's just, Mm -hmm. that's why their mixtape game is so strong, because there's no concept behind it. You don't have to Mm -hmm. take your time and make the shit, you know, flow into each track and all it is. No, it's just we're throwing on a beat. It might not even be my own beat, and I'm just going to rock over it. I'm going to just give you these bars. And there's a certain lane for that. I mean, I'm cool with it. That's that's a lane that you should, that we need. But as far as considering them uh, all-time great, nah, it's, they have to be comprehensive. There's so many more elements that go into that. Mm. Um. So, to you, you like rappers like how? Like, I think a perfect example for you um, would be Mace. And maybe I'll throw Silk the Shocker in there a little bit. <laughs> I think 
I think Silk, I think with you, I think you like your rappers to be kind of a character. Like Mace, he wasn't like no super, he didn't have some of the best bars. And some of his bars were kind of corny though, dog. So, I mean, but if that's how you feel, <laughs> but Mace had that he had that that style. He was so cool. He was just so laid back. And yeah, I mean, look, it's first of all for a lot of people, their favorite rapper is always going to be who they grew up on that they kind of wanted to be like. Okay. So it doesn't even necessarily relate to overall bars or just their verses or their songs necessarily. It's just, man, I feel this dude's style. Like, I, this is just who, like, I want to kind of be. You know what I mean? Like, how a bunch of people used to love Snoop just because of the way he carried himself. It's mm-hmm. it's a little bit more than that. So, like, when I'm judging it from that aspect of my... That's why I always separate my favorites from who I think are the best because I know my favorites are my favorites for reasons that go beyond rap. You know what I mean? Like, So why, but, why did you like Silk the Shocker? Cause he was just entertaining. Man, I'm still I'm still wondering why. I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it was I think it was more so he was just part of the uh, larger thing. It, it wasn't necessarily him. It was just the whole no limit thing. So it was. I mean, they just made everybody dope. <laughs> I mean, I don't know it. I don't know. It was, you I mean, he, he had a style, I guess. You know what I mean? And when you're a kid, I guess you kind of relate to it without understanding, man, this isn't really technically sound. But, man, I don't know, man. I can't, I look back on it, it's like, damn, I, I like this dude. It was entertaining. I mean, the fly hobo people, this is the same guy who told me to check out Fiend. Yeah, it was you. Look, man, Fiend had that voice, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what made you was like. You was like, yo, Fiend, when Fiend get on the track, you nigga, you gonna be lit. <laughs> Dog, that's yo. And I mean, I guess Silk had that too, because if nothing else, he brought that energy, bro. Like man, he be yelling, Fiend. it be off beat, but and he Fiend, brought that Fiend energy too. Fiend brought energy too. Fiend just had that gruff voice, bro. It was it was kinda man, it's kinda akin to what people feel about young Jeezy, man. It's just it don't even really matter what they saying. It's just, you just feel that shit when they say it, though. Okay, okay. I think uh, one of my favorite uh, people who, who's not necessarily a punchline artist, but I like, I love the way he raps. And actually, it's two artists. I love Busy Bone, because I love, I love the way he raps. Like, he's not necessarily... He- Yo, but see, that's, that's the thing, though. See, all right, so let's look at it like punchline is a trait that certain people excel in, right? Mm-hmm. B- Busy Bone has something that, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a good punchline rapper, other people can't do it as good as you, right? Yeah. Busy Bone has something that people couldn't do. You know what I mean? Nobody was able to to be as dexterous, I guess, lyrically. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, like, he just had that flow. Like, and he said some off-the-wall shit when you heard him actually talking. Yeah. Dog, I think, man, is it fair to say, like, if you ask anybody that was, like, that understands what Bone was back in 95, 96, whatever, I would, I think it's fair to say that the large majority of them would say that Busy was their favorite. Busy was their favorite, um, but just like, just like Outkast, Crazy was underrated. Because if anybody, if anybody wanted to talk about, like, the wordplay, Crazy Bone was really the one who had the wordplay. He did, and he was on that, brought it all together. Like, he was, 
I mean, I thought he was the best, but I see why people think busy. I see why they think he's their why he's their favorite. Because mm. I mean, he also had the personality. He had all, he had all of that. It's similar to why people gravitated more towards. You know what I'm saying? Old Dirty Bastard when Inspector Deck was really the best one, but ain't nobody out here saying Inspector Deck is their favorite. Nah, hell no. Um, I also would put in there, because everybody always ignores this guy, I think Big Boy. I think Big Boy probably has the... He has a very unique flow. I even love when, when Big Boy has like... When he has like that... uh, Kind of like that alien voice when he raps. Yeah, the little high alien voice. It really has like that southern feel, and he's rapping over those beats and shit. Like, I just, I just think Big Boy is just dope. And I, bro, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, all I'm gonna say about Big Boy is this: What more does he have to do? What more does he have to do to prove to people that he's one of the all-time great rappers that we've ever had, ever? What more does he have to do? I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. That's the thing. That's that's what that's what like it feels like I'm banging my head against a wall because as much as I love Outcast, the way people look at Outcast just drives me mad. Just insane. Oh, it, you know it makes it makes me even mad when 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 the only thing they talk about Outcast is is the love below. I'm just like, so y'all just gonna to- y'all just gonna skip over the whole other discography way before the love below. That's because just, they have they they don't know that much about stuff before. That's that's what I'm going with. But no, we, we we really gonna sit here and say the love below was an original piece of work. That shit was that shit was half Prince, half Rick James. You know what I'm saying? He took from other people, and it was I guess it was paying homage to him. But still, there was no originality in that shit. I mean. Let's call it what it was. It was just cover music, bro. PSA out there, people. If you're picking the love below, and you know, and I know you love speaker box, but if you're picking speaker box and love below as one of Outcast's best project works, you ain't no real Outcast fan. But of course they are. Of course they are. No. They went diamond. They won that Grammy. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? They they won I think they won album of the year, not even rap album of the year. They won album of the year for that. And I'm just like, man, this is when y'all started paying attention? Hell no. Fuck that. Bruh, it's... You know what, man? I could talk about Outkast all day. You already know I stand on that, man. Yeah. It's just... Look, what is what else does Big Boy have to do to y'all? If you say you like rap, and you say you like Outkast, but you think Andre is worlds ahead of Big Boy, I can accept the fact you think Andre may be better. That's fine. But to say that he's that much better? Nah, I, 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 I can't really... That's insane to me. No. Hell no. Go listen to Crumbling Urban. Tell me who smoked who on that track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. For every <laughs> verse that every everybody says Andre killed it on, I could give you a big boy verse that he smoked them on. I mean, yeah, Andre got him in the art of storytelling, but like, look at Skewed on the Barbie. Like, big boy smoked him on that. Go, li- go listen to Ain't No Thing and tell me who smoked who on that track. I mean, he smoked them on most of, like, Southern playlists. We being, <laughs> being honest. But, dog, man, like, but I'm not, dog, to me, they're equal. Because, for like I said, for every dope Andre moment, there's a dope big boy moment and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I ask. I ask the, just keep it in context. Stop, stop getting hyperbolic with this shit and saying Andre is one of the, 
the greatest solo MC you've ever heard when you never heard him solo. You know what I mean? Amen. Can he, we don't even know if he could carry a project. He doesn't know if he could carry a project <laughs> by himself. That ain't even no shade. That's he literally feels like that. No, nah, he was a he was a he was a hype beast machine created by some somewhere. Somewhere Man, all again, of the, I don't know again, where it came th- from either. That gets back to the topic, bruh. It's like there are artists that I love that have the most insufferable fan bases in the world. And Andre is definitely one of them because, man, Andre is beloved by these motherfucking brunch boot wearing cardigan with the fucking polo. Like, like those type of niggas, these guppy ass niggas. I, and I'm still, and once again, do, do you know when Andre 3000 became like that hot commodity? Like to say, when somebody be like, when somebody be like, oh, yeah, who's your favorite rapper from the South? Andre 3000. And it's just like, what, what, what? Man, wait, see, what, wait. I think there were two things that did that. One, I think he became, I think he became beloved by like real niggas after he did that shit at the Source Awards when he was like, the South got something to say. But okay. I think, these people that I can't stand became Andre fans after Miss Jackson. In another song that Big Boy smoked Andre on. The last verse. He, the last he actually, verse. He actually rapped on it. <laughs> I mean, Big Boy, um, Dre had that one, what, eight bar verse, whatever that was, but Big, nah, Boy, like, Big Boy smoked him on Miss Jackson. That last but, verse, nigga. But I mean, for whatever reason, Andre's verse resonated with people. I think that's when he took his star turn, and then yeah, yeah, I'm talking about with yeah, that, yeah, and, and only because of that one line, the forever, ever, forever, for, exactly, yeah. forever, forever, exactly. Nah, man, nigga, big boy was spitting, big boy was spitting his truth, man, <laughs> bro, because that was his life. It was. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> look at like the way he, you treat me, shit. Look at the way you treat me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was his life, but. Look, man, just keep it consistent. Understand, like, understand that without Andre, there would be no Outcast. Without Big Boy, there would be no Outcast. Just keep that in mind when you're rating one as so much better than the other. And and the people out there, I know, I know, big, I know, Big Boy's verse was better than than Andre's verse. Even my own mother confirmed it because she even loves that last verse by Big Boy because her favorite part off that song is when Big Boy was like. You gonna get the hell on you and your mama. <laughs> you and your mama. Like my mom loves that part. She laughs. She laughed when she heard that shit, and she was like, she loved that part. <laughs> I mean, it's look. It's all subjective. I understand that, but don't say absurd things to a big boy. Was you know like he was an also ran an outcast. Like he was fucking. You know what I mean? Like Kiwan from the Saint Lunatics or something like that. Come on, bro. Like. There was Wait, only what? two of them. Okay. <laughs> there was only two of them. He can't... Drake couldn't be carrying half of the group like that. Nah, hell no. It just don't work like that. Like, what duo can you name in anything where one person is just drastically better than the other? They wouldn't be a group if that was the case. Yeah. I mean, in anything. I mean, like, if, if Mick Jagger was ten times better than Keith Richards... There wouldn't be a fucking Rolling Stones. There would just be Mick Jagger. You know what I'm saying? So get out of here with that. That's nonsense. Matter of fact, that's I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say it no more. (laughs) Put some respect on Big Boy's name. 
Um, so, so tell me something. So tell me a little bit. So, am am I correct to say that you like your rappers to have that good, the good cadence flow? You you like a good flow? Is that, I think that's what I'm. I guess that's what I'm guessing. That's how you Man, love your rappers. This is the thing. At the end of the day, I love people that are at the top of their craft and whatever whatever quality you want to look at. So if you want to look at flow, I mean, how can you say somebody like Snoop or Mace doesn't have an amazing flow on the beat? Yes. I mean, they're like, they ride the beat. That's one thing. But then you have Jay-Z whose flow is different. Like he takes control of the beat. But I mean, their flows are both great, but they're different. That's, that's all I'm saying. I understand greatness has you know, shines in different ways. So people that are great at certain things, you know, they can be great at that. But I feel like there has to be more of a complete package when we're talking about who's who's definitively better than somebody. Like, I'm not going to say Snoop is better than everybody just off his flow alone. Because it's not true. No. Okay. Um, another person I think that has, like, a great flow... And he, he got kind of a couple of bars. I'd probably say the game. And I'm going to just be honest with you. I was not a big fan of the game when he first came out. I didn't start liking the game and actually went back and listened to his older shit. I ain't really start liking the game until he did the one blood joint. Okay. I mean, that's that's early enough. Because especially when I found out the documentary really was like some old 50 tracks that he really just threw to the game. I mean... I heard that rumor before. Yeah, I've heard it too. And I feel like it's true to some... There's a certain nugget of truth in that because clearly 50 helped him on some of them hooks. But, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like game was saying this truth. It was just, look, this was... 50 needed that to happen. So, of course, 50's going to propel him to start him any way he can, even if it includes... Because, I mean, you know, you heard the story. Dr. Dre basically had game on the shelf until 50 picked him up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so it's not it's not absurd to say that 50 helped him and, and you know, influenced with the direction that album was going. But, yeah, but I, I don't know how much credence I put on 50 making game, though, which a lot of people tend to, tend to argue. Nah, hell no, hell no. I've heard that, and then I've heard people say that the game uh, brought the West Coast back. I mean, how is that not true? Because who came after Snoop? Was there any who was there anybody in between Snoop and Gang that actually like made an impact? I mean, there were people, obviously, but I yeah, mean, yeah. you really gonna who you gonna put Shade Shiest up there? <laughs> Gorilla Black? Like, no. Uh, come on, man. The only other person was was Nate Dog. All right, but see, that's the thing. Name somebody that wasn't doing it at the same time as Snoop. Like, they were doing that concurrently. Name somebody that came after Snoop that wasn't part of everything Snoop was at the time. And, I mean, you can't really think of anybody until you get the game. Like, the Bridge of Snoop game and, I guess, now. Like, game opened it. He basically opened the West up again. Yeah. So, I've I've heard that. I've heard people argue that. And the only reason I heard people argue that is because they said, like, okay, the game came out. He brought, he brought the West back, but they was like, that was it. Nobody else nobody else from the West came out. It took a minute before Kendrick came out, after the game came out. That was the think, argument. So they was think like, about it, though. How is that? I mean, that's kind of true, because it's not like they hadn't tried. Remember, Crooked Eye came out 
before the game did. I mean, he was on uh, Murder, Inc. I mean, they tried, but there was nobody There was nobody in between that Snoop game bridge, if we're being honest. No, it wasn't. Like, that, yeah, there was definitely people that, that we thought were going to be, you know, the next big thing. I ain't going to lie. I kind of thought Nocturnal was going to be there. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I... He was strange to me. <laughs> but, I mean, he was on Aftermath, right? Yes, that's why I thought. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, this guy nocturnal. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. And, I mean. No, no it, it wasn't. I guess maybe the only person you could put in that little time frame in between Snoop and Game, maybe Exhibit, I guess. Uh, but I guess. he didn't really carry it as far as the game did, so he didn't open any doors. Yeah. Like, you can't ever say the game didn't open doors. Like yeah, he put Kendrick yeah. on his mixtape. Yeah, yeah, he he opened the door for for Kendrick and YG and. Yo, if you listen to all them dudes interview and talk about their influences and how they got on and who they looked up to, like Kendrick has said it, Nipsey Hussle has said it, like all of these dudes say, like Jason was the one that they looked at and said, okay, this rap thing can actually happen for us now. Mm-hmm. Because oh. you know Snoop was a little far removed for them. Yeah, Snoop was changing changing his image. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, that's that was uh, game was a little bit closer to their generation, so you know that was the direct line of succession, honestly. Game, and then these these dudes that are out now. And to be honest with you, uh, in my opinion, because I'm just gonna say that because I know people are gonna say otherwise, but in my opinion, games breakthrough album to where he stopped sounding like 50 Cent is when, when and this is when I really started fucking with game was the Red album. Wow, you got it that far out. Okay. Fuck yeah. That's when I thought he stopped sounding like 50 and he started doing all these unique flows and I thought his lyrics were a lot better when he started with the Red album. I mean, there's some truth to that. I, I mean, the minute I knew Game was not 50 and that he was his own person was 300 bars. Like, when that dropped, I was like, okay, he might be here to stay. Because, remember, 50 was a hurricane. 50 used to roll over people. Like, your career would be, if it wasn't over, it'd be damaged. And I Ooh. thought that was going to happen to Game. And then he came on 300 bars, and we saw, oh, this nigga's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Did you like the Red album? Did you think that was a breakthrough album? Um, I didn't. I wouldn't say breakthrough because I thought Doctor's Advocate was a breakthrough. But uh, I would say, like in the context of what it was, um, I liked it because it wasn't LAX. LAX was kind of not great to me. So you know, the Red Album was kind of like a resurgence. So I mean, I look at it like that, yeah. But I mean, I I like it, but I wouldn't have it like it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites, man. It's probably my favorite game album. I mean, that's kind of awesome when he started sounding like the niggas he had on the song. So he would sound like Big Boy one song, sound like Jeezy the next song, sound like Cole the next song. Like, so it was, I mean, I liked it. But, you know, if we're talking game, that, that probably doesn't come up that quickly for me. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, well, from what this J. Cole album, like, you, from what you heard, you you like I mean you kind of get what he's doing he's kind of calling niggas out which is why I like it 
And I think yeah. that's why other people don't like it, because he calling motherfuckers out. Well, first thing, before we even get on this J. Cole album, anybody that hears this and all the think pieces and all this instant reaction, dog, just stop. Like, just chill. Like, listen to this shit a couple times before you deem it a classic or trash. And that's the shit that be killing me. Like, an hour after a drop, we already talking about its impact and how good it is in the context. Nigga ain't got no features. (laughs) Man, fuck out of here. This features thing. Like, features was the problem. That's why fucking For Your Eyes only was a snore fest. You needed somebody to liven that shit up. Nah, like, man. But, like, before we get to that, just... Like, let the shit digest, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this ain't no fast food. This is, like, this is a good meal. Like, let it sit. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? But with that said, I mean, I like it. You know what I'm saying? I see what he was trying to do with it. You know, he had, you know, the theme of addiction and all that stuff running through the entire album. I mean, it was, it's an interesting listen. I'm still going to reserve judgment on where I look at it in the context of his discography and, and rap in general, but I liked it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely, I can say firmly that it's definitely better than For Your Eyes Only. Oh, only yeah, or, definitely. definitely. Only I only had to listen to that once to know that. He, he, he was, he was, uh, he was just calling niggas out, man. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's For Your Eyes Only. That nigga just was, it started to get good to him. He became a superstar. And he just figured, man, I could just put out whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just, that just sounded like a passion project. That sounded like something he did for him. Sounded like a Kanye project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not as, you know what I'm saying, not as extreme. But it, it definitely sounded like he made that for him and for people that are close to him as opposed to, you know, considering what his fan base came to expect from him. So, I don't know. But, I mean, that's that's part of the whole thing, man. You're it's Like, if you create artists, you're you going to mess sooner or later, man. If you're going to, if you're, consistent enough and good enough to stay relevant like you everything isn't gonna be a, a classic bro so like I, I understand that and i mean it's all part of artistry bro like you try different things you see what works you see what doesn't mm-hmm. and that's fine to say that something's whack hey man look to this day i love eminem fucking love him and guess what i will i do not plan on buying that re- revival album on iTunes, copying a physical copy of that CD. I don't plan on buying it, and I damn sure don't plan on going back five years from now to listen to it. If I go back and listen to any Eminem joint, I think the other day I was listening to... I was listening to the Eminem show the other day, and then I think like a month ago, I uh, went back and listened to uh, the Marshall Mathers LP because one of my favorite songs off the Marshall Mathers LP is the Drug Ballad. I just love that shit. Yeah. Eminem was just so disgusting and raw on that shit. But I'm fine with saying Revival was trash. Recovery was trash. Encore was not his best work. I'm cool with saying that. Because I, I thought Encore, I didn't like Encore either. And this one, Eminem was at his peak. And I wasn't really feeling Encore. I thought Encore was just all right. But it wasn't like mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, look. Also, what people got to, well, when I do it, what people got to understand is when I say something's not necessarily good, I'm not talking about as it relates to music as a whole. I'm talking about as it relates to them. So if I say, if I say For Your Eyes Only isn't good, it's because, like, I know Cole has a certain level that he can reach. I mean, if motherfucking 
little pump with that shit out. I'd be like, okay, this shit's kind of... I didn't know we had it in them, but yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, with artists like that, you know what they're capable of. So, yeah, if something's not up to what you believe their standards to be, then of course it's like you're gonna if you're objection, you know what I'm saying? Objectionable, like you're gonna you're gonna look at it objectively and say, look, this isn't their best work, man. If you yeah. can admit that to yourself, you know what I mean? But that's the thing. Niggas wanna lie to themselves. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't like it, niggas wanna lie to themselves. Like if you a diehard Frank Ocean fan, you still lying to yourself about that fucking blonde album. <laughs> <laughs> You know in your heart that that wasn't great. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then the first uh, you, uh, thirty minutes of the the CD is just him in a fucking no. You said there's a video. Him and yeah, there's Ryan. a video that I think is separate from the album, but I don't know. Like I can't tell because the album sounds like one big boring ass song. Like, <laughs> but I mean, look, I do the same shit. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell you, I'll tell you certain people ain't never miss when I know that's a fucking lie. I'll sit here and tell you right now, Eminem ain't never had a trash album. And you Shit. know that's a lie. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> when I like when I say it though, it's tongue in cheek. Like you know what it is. But I think people are really out here trying to believe their own lies. That's the thing. You know, the crazy thing is I think Eminem's album would have been a lot better if he actually had better production. Dude, it would have been so much better if he just realized that this is 2017, 2018, and you can't make beats sounding like the Beastie Boys. Rick Ru- Rick Rubin wanted to make another fucking 99 Problems. <laughs> Rick Rubin wanted to make another fucking License to Ill. Like, nigga, you can't do that shit in 2017, bro. Like, stay away from it. The- I don't know, man. That's, that's the thing. That's That's another thing, though. When people get older, like, they get stuck in their ways. You know what I'm saying? Eminem ain't never gonna grow up. Like, he's stuck in early 90s, late 80s rap. Like, so of course, like, that's what he likes because that's the, that's the shit he heard during his formative years. So, I mean, I get that, but it's, look, if you're trying to stay relevant, you gotta, you gotta move, you gotta adjust. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he refuses to do that. And I mean, that's fine. He's got enough money. He's sold enough records. We, it's not that we're never gonna say he's not a legend. So, I can no, do whatever you I'll want, man. I never say that. And a lot of people are saying it's going to tarnish his legacy. No, the fuck is not. Bro, even Jordan player. played for the Wizards. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Jordan played for the fucking White Sox, and I think he had, like, one hit. <laughs> exactly. Like, So, I mean, look, man. Like, you want to define people by their failures, fine. But, I mean, his wins far, <laughs> you know, outcry the failures. You know, you know who I was listening to today, and you know who I also like this person. I like the way he raps. I like Uzi, who man. Man, I'm trying to tell you about that boy, man. No, no, I love Uzi. Like you know the the uh, the bad and boozy track. Yo, yo, to be honest with you, yo, that nigga Uzi killed them niggas on that track. Yo, Uzi had the best verse on Bad and Boozy. Okay, that's debatable, but nigga. <laughs> Pull them lyrics up and read the shit that that nigga was saying. Like, nigga, nah, Uzi I heard was it. Snapping on that shit, bro. See, I mean, listen, we differ because I thought he by far had the worst verse. Nah, man, that nigga was. <laughs> oh, nasty fuck on of my crew. And back to the bone. Like, no, stop, <laughs> stop, no. Maybe, maybe no, it's because maybe it's because of the way he was uh riding the beats. But I thought some of the shit he saying was like, nigga. 
Again, see, it's all subjective, bro. It's all subjective because I don't like it at all. I'm like, you should have just put takeoff on it. That would have been better. Nah, bro. Like, that nigga said one of the things he said, man. That, shit. You nasty one fucking my crew. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Switching no. my hoes like my flows? Switching my flows like my clothes? I'm good on that. Keep on shooting that gun, don't reload? Nigga, that nigga said I keep shooting the gun, don't reload. Look, I'm, I treat that shit the way <laughs> niggas treat Big Boy on International's player anthem. Like, they get through those first three verses, then they change the song. That's how I feel. Yeah. But, I mean, look, people... He like, said, try to hide, shoot through the gate. <laughs> and we know he's not doing any of that. But, nah, but see, that's the thing. Like, people, listen, like, be honest with yourself, man. People, everybody got somebody that they like, that they can't, that they just, they just like their style. But, you know, they ain't really the best. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, like, like what you like. But don't sit out here and try to lie to yourself and say, like, yo, this dude is, this dude is the best we got to offer. Like, if aliens come down, like, from Earth, and it's like, man, show us your music. Like, I'm not about to show you Lil Uzi, bro. Like, I'm gonna show you who I think is the best, as opposed to like who, you know, what I'm saying I fuck with. <laughs> like, that's that's all I'm asking people to do, man. Like, think about it like that. If like a stranger has never heard music before came and said, I want to know what the best music of this genre is that you can offer. Like, you're not gonna pull up some of these artists, man. You're not gonna pull up. For your eyes only, man. You just not. <laughs> no, no, no. And once again, like like we said, there's nothing wrong with saying he has a trash album. It's not gonna hurt. It ain't it ain't hurting J Cole's pockets. <laughs> Hell no. Like I like that album. I still went to that tour. So, dog, it don't even listen, man. I don't even care about man. Just stop, yo. Just stop trying to. This is the thing I hate about J. Cole fans most of all. Like, I said, look, they're pretentious. They have this fucking idea that if you don't like something J. Cole does, it's because you're not intelligent enough to understand what he's saying. And that's not true. Dog, like, that's not true. Like, I don't have to have a certain level of intelligence to know, like, what I vibe to. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how? that's the thing. Like, you can't think about music rationally, bro. Like, something... Music is about, like, how you feel about shit, how it makes you feel, the emotions it provokes and all of that shit. You can't think about it logically, like, okay, I'm going to explain to you scientifically why he's better. Like, there's no formula to why somebody's better. Stop trying to tell me that there is. Like, oh, you don't like it because you're not intelligent. No, I don't like it because it doesn't slap, my nigga. That's the thing, like, Hmm. I don't like Common because I'm not, quote, unquote, woke. I just don't like that nigga because I don't like him. You think this shit's boring? You think yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't dislike Tyler Kweli because, oh, you know what I'm saying? You're not a revolutionary brother. Nah, it's because that nigga can't stay on beat when he raps. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just, that's a very simple thing I ask, bro. Just rap on beat. You can't even do that, nigga. Well, I'm gonna sit out here and listen to you. I know, I know people out there listening to hypnotic language. I know y'all like how this nigga fly hobo gonna say just rap on beat, but this nigga loves shut the chakra. Loved up, loved up. <laughs> You know, craziest thing though, like when I listen, and somebody pointed it out to me, like I was listening to Sugar Shaga, like 
I guess, as I was grown or in college or whatever. And I still know the words, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Judge me. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to the words and I'm rapping the words with him. And I'm on beat and he's not. Like, how do you explain that shit? <laughs> like, it was like, yo, you're off. But one of you, one of you's on beat. Like, and it's like, I guess it's me. Dog, this is the thing I said about Silk Shaka, though, man. Like, since we bring it back, it sounded like Silk Shaka wrote all his lyrics before he heard the beat. And he just tried to fit the shit into whatever, like, he, he was going to say this shit regardless of whatever the beat was you gave to him. And he was just going to fit that shit in there somehow. Any uh, Silk Shaka albums I should check out? Because the ones I did check out was garbage. I, I checked out Made Men. Oh, God, no, don't start there. I mean, <laughs> look, the only two Silk albums you even need to even think about checking out is Charger to the Game and, yeah, Charger, oh, wait, it's Made no, yeah, Charger to the Game and, oh, shit, Made Man is the other one I was going to say. Well, yeah, if you if you ain't like Made Man, then Charger to the Game is, is a little bit better because it's, like, raw. But you don't really need to go back and listen to that now that you're grown enough to form, like, more well-thought-out, rounded opinions and shit. I was about to say, like, if I thought Uzi had the best verse, man, maybe maybe Silk would change my mind, man. <sighs> maybe, but I highly doubt it at this stage. Like, if you just wasn't, if you wasn't rock, that's the thing. If you rock with Silk the Shocker now, it's because you rock with him when you was, like, 10, 11, 12, and it's just part of your childhood. You know what I'm saying? You just can't let that go. Like, and that's fine. Like, yo, anything that reminds you of, like better times, simpler times when you was a child and all of that stuff, like cool, rock with it. Nostalgia is, is a big thing, but you can't go back now and listen to certain things and like certain things age horribly. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't age as well as you remember it. Like, if I go back and listen to certain ludicrous albums, like I'm like, damn, this this didn't age well at all. Wait, like, you know one? what I'm saying? Like, like which one? Dog, like the way I loved um Chicken and Beer. Okay. And I go back and listen to it now. Like, don't get me wrong. It's still dope. But, like, it doesn't hit me the same way anymore. Okay, 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 okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing about music, man. It's, like, not necessarily logical. It's about how it makes you feel. And if you're younger and you're in a different part of your life, like, whatever resonates with you then, of course, it's going to stick with you and you're going to have a certain uh, soft spot for it. But, like, when you listen to it and you process it, you here's some of the things, it's like, man, this doesn't really, this doesn't really resonate with me like that in that way anymore. And that's fine. Like, you can grow out of certain music too, so, fuck it. You know what, you know what's growing out right now? What's up? The Raptors. Uh, you what? Yo, first of all, <laughs> first of all, this is the funniest shit ever, though. Hold like, on, let, let's do this on a Sunday podcast. Hold on. We'll be back yeah. on part two. Hold on.